This is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment and welcome to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and to those joining us on YouTube. Today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome a very familiar face to me but she's going to introduce herself shortly. This is Sally Spicer who is the Senior Finance Recruitment Manager for Barclay Mead and the founder of Scoach. Welcome to you today Sally, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about this and it's been an absolute joy. One of my highlights of 2020 is to get to know you a little bit better. So yeah, genuinely, thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh, you're very welcome. And for those who aren't familiar with the Women Unleashed group, it's been this incredible collaboration of women from all walks of life, not just recruitment, where we've shared ideas, we've supported one another. And it has just been a real sort of bonding of friendship, hasn't it? It's been amazing. Yeah, it has absolutely been amazing. Yeah, it's been yeah genuinely the highlight of the year. So thank you. So, so hello to everybody there in Women Unleashed. So we wanted to talk to about today about something we think is, is going to be quite a sort of significant thought process for people as we are, we're recording this in December. And of course, if you're listening a little bit later on into the new year, we're going to talk about goal setting specifically with regards to careers. Now, obviously, the work landscape has changed forever since COVID began in that a lot of people are working virtually. If you're a leader listening to this, you might think, how on earth am I going to allow people to achieve their goals if I'm not physically connecting to them all the time? And for those recruiters sat there thinking, well, I know I want to achieve this. How do I get to it? So give us an overview as to how people should goal set and how people can really take control of their careers. Well, I think it's really interesting because um, I founded Scoach, actually. So Scoach is a career coaching business that I launched to help people with just that. I feel that working in the recruitment industry we get to speak to so many people on a daily basis who are dissatisfied aren't they they're dissatisfied with their current situation so either they are looking for a new job or they've been left out on a limb and they've sadly been made redundant um, but also there's a lot of people that i speak to who are in recruitment jobs or in their jobs and they feel like their careers have gone back five years maybe their teams have been made redundant maybe they're back on the tools and they haven't been doing that for you know goodness me three or four years and all the businesses that i've been speaking to have gone into complete survival mode so people feel in their careers they've been moving up this career ladders and then suddenly they've come to a bit of a stop so i think now more than ever it's important for people to be taking control of their careers but the first question I think I would ask people is what does control look like to you so you know some people might think you know what I'm having a really tricky time with a specific manager at the moment I want to get I want my voice to be heard how do I be more visible when I'm working remotely and feeling quite isolated um you know what can I do how can I do and position myself out there in the market when all the um, media and society are telling me that there's hundreds of applications for each job and no one's ever going to get it? It's all these things that I really want to help people with and have these discussions with so people can take control. So number one question, sorry, I do ramble, is no, okay. what, what does control look like to you? What, what are you trying to get control of and what can you reflect on and, and want to, yeah, want to gain control in? And I think that this year has given people probably more time than they've had before to really stop and think about what that looks like. And, and in terms of, I guess, a strategy to ensure that you are in control is to, you know, maybe take stock as to where you wanted to be at the start of this year and, you know, almost take the pandemic out of the equation and think, right, well, if that's <laughs> the path I was on, what does that path now look like? Has it been scrubbed? Because like you say, if, if you're in a business where they've got rid of the top layer of management and those people are now back on the tools, you know, there's now 10 people fighting for the job that you were going for rather than you were on the succession plan for it. So I think that's really, really good advice. And, yeah. and so in terms of, you know, looking at 
at the landscape for people now, if you were sat in um in a position where you think, right, well, this I, I'm at A now and I know that I need to get to B, what can they do to ensure that they're in control of that and then communicate that internally to their leader so that it, it it's not something because what I think people might be concerned about is saying, well, I know that this is where I want to be, but it's just not possible in this business now because you've been so badly affected by COVID, for example. So they might have to then look externally and you might then expose yourself as someone that's going to, I might leave your organization because you can't give me. So where does that leave people in terms of vulnerability, I suppose, for their position? I think, um, and from all the people that I've kind of coached through various transitions over the years, the first thing is to identify what it is you're, you want and also find the confidence somehow. And that can be done through coaching. That can be done just from taking some time to reflect actually what you're looking for and actually communicate what it is you want, you know? And I think a lot of people now, I mean, I don't know if you're kind of part of any groups, you know, people visualize, you know, they use mood boards as to what they want, the lives they're looking for, they, they manifest. And I'm not trying to say, suggest to anyone to try and manifest their career, because I think that's one thing that you can do, but actually putting your stake out and saying, this is what I'm looking for. These are, this is what I'm looking for and actually communicating that. So you could start off, if you're feeling quite vulnerable at work, you could start off by communicating that to your friends and family. Family. you could start communicating that to your networking group um, and it will be it's amazing once you start communicating what you're looking for the subconscious mind absolutely kicks in and starts asking you the questions that you need to answer yourself and this is exactly what happens in a in a, any good kind of um, coaching session is that the questions are asked and they're probed why do you want that what is it you're looking for I'm dissatisfied because I'm not going to get the promotion. But what is it about that promotion that you're you're dissatisfied about? And is it the actually the promotion? Is it the the gravity? You know, is it the level of the role? Is it the financials that you're looking for? Or is it the purpose and fulfilment that promotion is going to get you? And if that promotion is out of reach for however long, what is it that you can do to really feel fulfilled in your roles and your careers? Um, to make that probably less important, if, you know, less important than it was before. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I think there's a goal and there's that, that you're something that you're looking to achieve, but that's broken down into so many different things that you can feel that you've achieved, even if you don't reach the exact thing that you're looking for. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. So is there, a, is there an advisable way for, you, for somebody to set goals? And I mean, you've got things like the SMART method. So what would yeah. your recommendations be for setting goals to enable them to? Yeah, I absolutely love SMART goals. Um, and it's something that we use throughout our, our organisation. And that's anything genuinely from a new starter who started. Um, and we've had some people onboarded um, throughout lockdown, which has been absolutely fantastic. And it's been a real learning curve for me as a kind of a group recruitment manager, because whereas normally you'd be like, right, come on, sit next to such and such a day or such and such is going to run through this with you. Doing everything remotely has been a challenge. So I think smart goals for us have been even more important to understand um, what, it, what, what it is that you're trying to achieve. Are you trying to achieve a feeling, mm -hmm. a feeling of accomplishment, or are you trying to achieve something specific? Um, and if we're talking about recruitment, let's say um, the picking up of your first job or something kind of as sim yeah. um, simple as that. And for those people who aren't familiar with SMART, they stand for specific, so having something really specific that you're trying to achieve, and something that's measurable, 
Um, the next one I think is really important, which is achievable. So it's got to be achievable. There's absolutely no, no way saying, you know, setting a goal, you know, and, and benchmarking them against your top filler. It's, it's just a complete waste of time. Um, and then realistic. Um, and then within a time frame. Mm. And those kind of goals, I mean, you're great at setting goals as well, aren't you? Um, I do it for everything. Yeah, I do it for Every everything. Every part of my life, it's really sad. I mean, it's, I say it's sad, it's not though, but it means I'm really satisfied and I feel really content. I mean, I even set yeah. goals of, you know, doing renovations in the house and yeah. achieving health goals. I actually break it down into professional health, uh, mm. self-development and learning. How, yeah. um, what's the other one? I think activity and then hobby. And I've, I've done that for the last 10 years or so. And it just makes, it just feels like you're not just bumbling along through life. No, absolutely. But it's really interesting because other people, you know, um, just aren't like, you know, aren't kind of programmed that way. And I'm wondering, is it because, you know, potentially that we've worked in recruitment that, you know, working in a sales, you know, a sales activity in a professional life, do you think that's what's kind of, you know, set that or? I think I was always like that. But I'm not equally, I'm not someone who would be so prescriptive to not go off piste and say, right, you know, I'll always achieve those goals and they're always, yeah. they're always achievable goals. Um, but I'm not, for example, I'm, you know, as I approach 50, I'm not going to suddenly do a bucket list because I didn't do that for 40. For me, yeah. it's, it, I'd, I prefer small bite-sized goals rather yeah. than this kind of, I'm going to take over the world. So my, my goals tend to be quarterly because mm. I just think, a life is too short to aim for something that's five years and that was going to be one of my next questions actually that i can remember about it was actually in the recession 10 years ago or just as we came out of the recession i had a career coach and he got me to do a visualization of yeah. where i wanted to be in three and five years and it, it, don't get me wrong as an exercise it was really useful but it just felt like forever away so mm -hmm. given what's happened this year especially and i think it's made people feel a lot more present in the you know in the now we're, we're, i think presenteeism is much more important now what would your advice be about about setting longer term goals when we've when we've just lived through a pandemic that nobody would have predicted um longer term goals i think it, it depends on the individual do you mean because long term to you could mean three months not you know three years long term to somebody else could be three months because they might be i don't know starting their first job you know through their probation their goal might be like right the next six months is going to be so tough going, but that, that is my goal. I think, and what I like about goals is, number one, you are taking control, which I think is my one number one aim for anyone uh, within their careers. But also, it gives you so much opportunity to collaborate with other people. Mm. So, for example, if you wanted, I don't know, if you wanted to set up your own business, but you've got no experience of doing it. And one of our great friends, Liz, is helping recruitment and business leaders do this at the moment or business people who want to go out into recruitment, which is absolutely fantastic. Once you've set that goal and you've set that intention, you can then network and utilize. And there's a, there's a visualization that I use. It's like kind of, um, you know, imagining yourself in this position of success but this is the road that you've got to get them. this is almost like the red carpet that you've got to walk down in order to get to this goal these are the timelines you're going to work towards but along the way you're going to need help from this person to learn this skill you're going to need help from this person to learn this skill you're going to need potentially an accountant who's going to teach you this skill so it's a much more of a kind of a collaborative it's not like you're solely out there on your own yeah. um you're you're getting help from so many different people along the way and what i really like is you know once you've achieved that goal 
you can look back and look on the journey of achievement that you've gone on and it's just so rewarding so um yeah that's yeah and actually you can use that then as a blueprint to set yourself future goals of what did you do in terms of actions what worked for you yeah. to replicate that and to, to continually do that and it's I, I always think you know people that you know there are some people that just get so totally stressed by the thought of setting goals and yeah. it's like this burden you think about you know i need you to do 15 grand this month it's like whoa well, how am i gonna get to 15 grand well hang on let's yeah. take take it back a step so i think people you know people taking control of their careers I, I don't think people should feel afraid now i think you know we're at a very different position now as we record this in december we're, we're officially on v-day vaccines being rolled out today yeah. very exciting and yeah we, really we're far further than we thought we would have been if you just said that back to us in April, we would have gone, no way will that happen. So I think people will now, this will be a lot more in the psyche of people that now is the time to take control of my career. How, so we, we obviously talked a little bit earlier about how you should maybe communicate that internally to your manager or leader, but if we do have leaders listening as well. So what would your advice be to recruitment leaders lis listening into this that allows them to make sure that there may be almost predicting when somebody's ready to take control of their career how, how do recruitment leaders ensure that they've got a culture to enhance people's careers i think asking questions that aren't related to people's careers because uh, career is just one element of someone's being isn't it really mm -hmm. and i think as well people are a huge amount of a proportion of people are working from home at the moment so you haven't got that kind of day-to-day -day contact and i think more and more and i mean we've done this by and we've learned this from um hiring people who are younger than us because we're now veterans in the market but whereas we were once you know in you know in there with the mix and in there with our consultants and knowing exactly what was going on and knowing exactly what kind of drives and inspires people we're not in that place anymore we we've got our hats on so i think absolutely just get back into the trenches and understand that people want flexibility they want to go down the gym do you know what i mean they they aren't necessarily motivated by like we were timekeeping was always my biggest you know i was always on time i was never you know I was never, yeah. that is me but um you now know in this business you don't have to work half eight to half five to be successful you know so it's being adaptable as i think the leader and understanding what their drivers are and also i think recruitment is such a fluid market now there used to be the role of recruitment consultant didn't there there used to be the role of team leader now and as we know this year in terms of our personal profiles there are so many different things that make up a good recruiter so if you've got someone who's happy to go down more kind of the marketing route and sell your business to social media let them go off and do it okay. if you've got someone who's more interested in the kind of you know the value add to the clients and teaching them how to do interview techniques let them go off and do it there's no longer one size fits all and you might get a huge amount more out of them because they could have a skill that you're not tapping into at the moment yeah so you could actually create a whole culture of hybrids couldn't you yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. yeah and also people you know going into talent acquisition we've got and we're really fortunate we've worked for a big company called gatica plc and we've won some some fun some fantastic kind of um, RPOs and some of our you know most successful consultants have gone in and um, to manage those accounts and they're doing absolutely brilliantly and it's just a different it's just a different skill set isn't it it is I think that's a, a very good insight into how to actually successfully hire people which is a whole different podcast
Yeah. I've often thought that you get people in the natural flow, you'll get the most out of them. Don't shoehorn people. But it's been really insightful. We can't wait to hear more about Scotch. And obviously when we share this, we'll make sure that all your contact information is on there. And I'm absolutely thrilled that you joined us today. Thank you so much, Molly. You've been a wonderful guest as I knew you would be. Thank you so much. Take care. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye.